Hola a todos. Benvenido a nuestro podcast, which means hello everyone. Welcome to our podcast in Spanish. Sí. Sí. Yeah, you know what? It would have been, would have been even better if we had done it in like Portuguese or something like that and just completely <laughs> chosen the wrong language. Um, but oh, hello everyone and welcome to episode uh, 44, this is. Wow. LH44. Um, LH44, um, where we will be not really talking that much about him. But welcome. Uh, a couple of things before we... No, no, we can talk about him. Yeah, yes. we can a little bit, but I think the focus will be on um, our main Mexican man. Well, speaking of Mexico, he mm-hmm. has released a tequila or a non-alcoholic tequila. Yeah, which I don't. That's just water. That's <laughs> fire water. Well, I don't. It, why? What's it made out? Agave or something? I don't understand this. I'll be honest with you. I don't. I don't fully get it. Like I don't know. What? Yeah, he's he's released a non-alcoholic spirit. Can it be a tequila? I mean, do what you yeah. want, but it, I just found it a little bit odd. Uh, it is available to order, so I don't know if it gets shipped to Denmark, but you can probably. order it. Probably. I'd imagine that I could probably get it. Yeah. Um, I not... did have a look. I was like, should I order it? And I was like... Mm-hmm. How much is it? I think it's like £34. Gee, no, I'm kidding. That's probably not a slightly that's more expensive. Quite, is it vegan? Because of... I know he's a big vegan. Um, As opposed to a medium vegan, but you get my point. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's. It, yeah. it must oh, yeah, be. He's vegan. He, he can't drink it then if it's not. Technically, no. So, yes, yeah. it, 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 it should be vegan. So, yeah. Uh, All right, then. One, well, yeah, we will be talking about Lewis Hamilton a little bit then. <laughs> um, but uh, a couple of things before we do jump in properly, properly then. Uh, was thank you to everyone who followed us on Instagram because we have reached a thousand followers on Instagram, which is a bit of a milestone for us, right? That's it is a pretty big milestone for a small podcast. Well, we're at a thousand and eight now, so we've got eight followers today. Yeah, not too bad at all. Well, we went to, oh, we went to bed last night, and I was like, oh, wouldn't it be brilliant if we woke up to a thousand? And I woke up and checked my phone, and it was nine hundred and ninety nine. <laughs> and I'm like, you are. <laughs> So unlucky! I should have stepped in for an extra ten minutes. So then I checked it literally ten minutes later, and it was it was a thousand. So thank you to everyone who is currently following yes. us there. Seriously, um, thank you. It means a lot. It really does mean a lot. I mean, like we have like like I think like a hundred and something followers on TikTok as well. Um, but obviously, the more followers we have, the more people we can you know shell this podcast out to. Now you know what <laughs> I mean. We can we can get more listeners and build a community. So it really does mean a lot to the both of us. So thank you everyone who who supports us in any way, shape, or form. Um, and if you're looking for other ways to support us you can like i said follow us on tiktok or instagram or wherever we also have youtube but what's super important is if you leave this podcast a rating as well i know that it's all like like oh it helps us in the ratings and stuff like that but it actually does like it genuinely really helps us in the ratings. so please go ahead and do so but above all else not to get too soppy but thank you for your support no it really does mean a lot we love you all i love you all uh yeah no thank you so mexican gp something um i was gonna say a little bit more fun but this podcast is very fun how how dare i i do apologize uh yeah mexican gp which is obviously this weekend it is i believe it is the highest altitude grand prix of the season isn't that correct oh that's interesting i'm 99 percent sure it is anyway 
Um, okay. I know it's definitely just, not Monaco because that is literally just next to the sea. <laughs> but everything else, I just, uh, I just love the stadium section. Stadium no, section is is iconic. Epic. It really is iconic. I think if it you is were to amazing, if you were to ask both of us, if you were to like chop up different Formula One tracks and you were mm. to put different parts of Formula One tracks into one stadium section, would be on both of our. Um, yeah both of our tracks we should do that winter break we should chop up and design our favorite like formula favorite one parts from a track favorite parts yeah. of tracks into a track and try and maybe draw it or something like that as well because <laughs> like i would really like the start of a formula one track to be like beginning of malaysia the first two or three corners of malaysia okay because they're really windy it's a bit like china but it opens up for more overtaking and stuff like that it's just cool and then yeah anyway but we should definitely do that over the over the winter break yeah, that sounds like a good idea. But yeah, that stadium section is so unique, so epic. And then when you have the top three drivers up mm. there, it just like kind of feel like a race car driver, I can imagine. Yeah, I'd imagine. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Just having like thousands of people just screaming well, there. And there's, there's no other equivalent really, is there? Or Monza would probably be the closest. Yeah, Monza, yeah, atmosphere. podium at Monza. Uh, would be the same and just try to think what else because obviously i know you know they let people out onto the track which really makes podiums um a lot more atmospheric Mm. but yeah there's just something special about that stadium section and just yeah absolutely but yeah no uh mexico always brings up good races um lots of fights uh on the track and um i'm just thinking of to back to like vettel verstappen ricardo yeah a few years ago alonso and hamilton mm. and um yeah i'm i'm really looking forward to the race i do think you, it's gonna be good do you know um, who the most successful driver is is it hamilton track? no it's actually max is it max mm-hmm. oh most successful yeah so, ah, I guess we'll add another one on Sunday. <laughs> Let's be honest, more than likely, yeah. Uh, f- unless for some reason, you know, his bodyguards aren't as good as we want them to be, which I guess leads no. us into this story. When the, j- just before we go into that, when they were like oh, okay. shouting, Checo, Checo, I bet he's like, I'm going to specifically win in Mexico. Oh, I reckon. <laughs> just, for, yeah. just for those chants, it's like, I'm, I'm going to get fastest lap. I'm going to lead the entire race. Do you remember his attitude in Belgium where he just completely walked over everyone last season, not this season, where like it was just the performance of his life. He was like 33 seconds ahead of Charles and came from like 10th or something like that. It was ridiculous. That's the Max Verstappen I think we're going to get this weekend. Yeah, it's just if I if I was Max, I'd be like, you know what, fuck you in particular. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, but it's not a good situation at the moment, is it? No, it's not. Which is, I think, a combination of social media and uh, would you say even drive to survive? Maybe because sometimes they pay Maybe. drivers in not an authentic way that makes sense you know they try and instigate yeah. not instigate they try and manufacture drama you know the whole color science and yeah lando norris rivalry when yeah, everyone true. outside of drive to survive knew like these guys are like besties yeah this is ridiculous <laughs> they play golf together and, um, yeah and, like the fake radio messages and yeah i guess um since you posted about it do you want to do you want to start off talking about it yeah so the one of the first things that came out is that max verstappen will have bodyguards this weekend and uh he didn't ask for them 
um, but the team have specifically arranged it um, because I I'm not entirely sure, but I I believe there's been one or two even death threats um, thrown at Max, including just you know even if there weren't that um, there's a lot of hate directed towards him um, and towards Helmut Marco, especially after his comments what a few months ago about Sergio. Um, And so I believe Helmut will also probably have some sort of bodyguards as well. I'd imagine he's very old as well. Like he's not exactly going to be able to fight back. Um, But, um, but yeah, so they'll have bodyguards, which is not the norm. I know Lewis usually has a bodyguard, um, but not um, all the time. I think it depends. But the yeah. last time we actually had like a story like this of bodyguards at a track was again involving Sergio Perez when Ocon was his teammate uh, for Racing Point and uh, Ocon had to have bodyguards as well because it was a similar situation. And Ocon then went ahead to um, out-qualify and beat him in the race. I believe, I believe Leclerc... I think maybe I think it was just purely uh, an American thing. Mm. I just remember I think the drivers did have bodyguards in in America, just yeah, not maybe. for any particular reason. Just I think the race organizers like, look, we we do just want to have okay. Well, um, I wasn't security I wasn't personnel aware there. Of that. I just remember there was someone who was like watching Leclerc, um, sure, a little bit. But uh, yeah, it's 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 just fucked up, man. Like at the end of the day, it's just. Look, you have your passions, you have you support your drivers, but it's just a sport at the end of the day, right? It's just yeah, it is just cars going around in a circle. It's you know there was this ice hockey player. Um, I'll send you the YouTube video. Oh god, uh, I, I very poorly mimic because he's like, why you have to be mad? It's only good, you know. Why you have to be yeah, mad? Yeah, I know the clip. You know, yeah. and you know we get disappointed and we get angry if things don't go our drivers' way, but like I would. I wouldn't even it wouldn't even cross my mind to send a death threat, an actual death threat. Yeah, right, it's insane, right? To a driver because they're winning all the time and maybe they've had a few coming together because I know obviously they're still hung up on the whole Brazil thing from last year. But, uh, yeah, I, I think there's still a little bit of that in the air. Yeah. But to send actual death threats is I like I think please don't quote me on that. I th- I think I saw it somewhere. Um, that death threats well, had been sent. What, whatever it is, Red Bull have deemed it worthy that Max needs security. Right? Yeah. They want to err on the side of caution. Yeah. So they've seen or heard or just think, you know what, just been what's been happening, we want to play it safe. I, think. I don't blame and them. If you think, I mean, you've been at the paddock, right? You've seen how people can get really close to the drivers. Oh, yeah. So, I'll, so in complete honesty... If I had wanted to, I could have attacked a driver. If, I, if I'd if i have made it my mission to enter the paddock, I could have done it quite easily, in complete honesty. When I went through, I, like, into the actual, um, uh, into the uh, track, like, went with a ticket, not into the paddock, you're searched, but not really searched. They mostly just make sure you haven't got, like, drones or just stop oil canisters or whatever. I could have had anything. Um, and when I got into the, into the paddock, there was no security check, no nothing. So, I mean, even just with my fists, I could have, you know, punched Valtteri Bottas if I really wanted to. Um, there was no security on any of the, um, 
and this is in no way advice on that how to sneak in but there was no security on any of the doors or anything like that i could have literally just walked in i very nearly did walk into the um mclaren um hospitality but that was because i was taking photos of the helmets that they had on display so like i was just right like really close to the door but i didn't want to be a dick so i didn't go in i didn't i i was really i was overly polite i think it's a british thing i was overly polite i just didn't want to step on anyone's toes um so yeah um but so it it's completely understandable as to why they would have um why they would have this because also i don't think that the fia knows exactly they don't do background tracks on everyone who's going to be at the track because that would be almost impossible so anyone could be in the paddock anyone at all um they have vips they have like you know like so it's almost a surprise that something hasn't happened already somebody been punched or something being stolen in the paddock or something like that so it is a little bit of a concern so i'm just giving you that context from a first-hand experience that i could quite easily have walked into again the mclaren thing and grabbed one of the, dis- the helmets that were just on display and left and probably nobody would have noticed so i'm just saying like I fully understand why they would need or feel as though they need to provide bodyguards. Um, so I think it's the complete right decision, and I'm surprised that there isn't... Because I don't remember it. I don't remember there being more of a security presence. Maybe there is at other tracks and stuff like that, but even the um, the paddock gates, you know, when you swipe in, like it's just like a turnstile. If you took a run at that, you could easily run over or underneath it, like, in all honesty. So this is what I'm saying. Like, I can understand why there would be a need for security. Because if you're, again, I'm going to take an example. If you're an angry Mexican fan who wants to punch Max Verstappen in the face, fine. I reckon you could probably do it if not you fine. tried hard enough. Well, not fine, but you get what I mean. But you, I reckon if you tried hard enough, you could probably get pretty close. So, again, I genuinely really do appreciate that red bull have done this and i think that if any team or even the driver and the driver's teams like the teams around the driver not the team's team um want to do that at any race i fully support it i don't see a problem with it whatsoever a bit expensive i guess but you know it, and it only takes one instant with the like, exactly like paddock, paddock is closed off to yeah. no one that's uh, if you're not part of a racing team you're not allowed back there yeah and every no, single person has to be verified and blah blah, yeah. blah 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 so and they have to limit people who come in maybe they have better security gates like even like a, a football game you know the turnstiles that you go through to a football game those are more secure than the gates yeah the full body ones yeah the full body ones those are more secure than the ones they have in the paddock which is insane to be completely honest um uh. Slightly yeah. off topic now that we're talking about paddocks. Oh, uh, yes, I was speaking to someone today who went to uh, Silverstone. Okay. Um, I'm not going to give away too many details. I don't think anyone listening will know. Um, but uh, him and a friend uh, were at the Mercedes garage and were right next to Lewis's car. And and this and they did this all like legally, legit, it's fine. And were given, hey, do you want to hold Lewis's steering wheel? They're like, oh, yeah, it's cool. And they're doing it. Um and then one of the engineers got really mad. He's like, can I have that back, please? Because um, it was his race steering wheel in the oh. sense that all the settings were set up for him to go and race. Ah, so if they okay. twisted a knob or pressed a button, like who knows what setting they would have changed. Yeah. And it also had the race strategy on the wheel. Oh, so they were like, no. what the fuck? Like, how do we know that you're not part of another team and you can just go yeah. and say, hey, this is Mercedes strategy. So um, 
yeah, it can it can be a little bit lax in terms of security. Obviously, they they didn't do anything. Right? No, no, of course not. No. And it was all like they would. It's not like they went in and took the wheel off the car. It's just a mistake. They were, they, they were allowed to be there. They were handed yeah, the wheel by, by a different engineer. Someone, uh, not an engineer, but someone quite important um, in the team. And uh, yeah, <laughs> had his race strategy and, and sayings on there. Jesus. <laughs> so. Yeah, um, yeah. Hopefully, the whole weekend goes off without an incident, and we just get to watch an amazing race. Yeah, let's hope so. Um, I think it could be pretty interesting for a couple of different teams, don't you think? Because because of the altitude, the air is twenty percent thinner, which means that the cars are obviously more slippery. But they have to compensate for the fact that the air is thinner by potentially applying more downforce depending on the setup that they want to go for and stuff like that. So it's actually a little bit of a wild card, to be completely honest. Um, however, as far as I can, um, or as far as I know, uh, Red Bull obviously have best pace, and then it's um, uh, Mercedes, then closely followed uh, by McLaren, Ferrari, and then um, Alpine, and then I think like the rest of the teams, I can't remember, but Williams were propping up the bottom, which seems a bit odd because half of the track is this one straight and Williams have really good straight line speed. So I don't really know. But the like I said, this is sim data. Um, but so it looks like Mercedes will be challenging for a legal podium this time. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. It is a little bit of a wild card for, for sure. But I know that Lewis quite quite likes this track. Um, and if you're Sergio Perez, you kind of have to perform this weekend. There must be so much pressure or, you know, like expectation for him this weekend. So, I mean, he's got to perform, surely. I think anything other than a podium for him this weekend is embarrassing um, in the fastest car on the grid. Um, and uh, admittedly, not so dominant anymore, to be completely honest, but still it's maybe maybe not in uh, maybe not in qualifying, but in race trim. Yes, yeah, this is yeah, this is what I mean. So I think that yeah, more than likely, they're still the fastest car. Um, so like I said, I think that anything less than P three for Sergio is is embarrassing. To be completely honest, Don't you what think? are you, uh, well? What are your predictions? I guess that leads nicely onto the predictions. Then. Sure. What, what yeah. do you think is going to be the top three? I'm. Um, if that's I'm... what you're thinking for Sergio. I'm going Max Lewis and I'm, what, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure on P3 because I actually think Sergio will, will finish outside of the top three um, oh, because Mercedes will have more pace. Um, I know it's his home track, but I just have a funny feeling that he will just fumble the bag. Um, he's done it so many times now that I don't have that much confidence in him. Um, but so I, I think it's a toss up between Charles and Lando. I'm going to go with Charles because the Ferrari has a lot better straight line speed. That McLaren is quite draggy. So yeah, I'll go, I'll go Max, Lewis, Charles. Nice. I'm going to go Max, Sergio, Carlos. Okay. All right. So you think Sergio is going to be P2? Yeah, I think Sergio is going to be P2. I think if there's any race where he wants to bounce back, if he wants to have it a good performance, if one, he right? doesn't have a good performance for the rest of the season, he would want it to be in Mexico. Mm. And I'm just going to go 
Carlos just because of his performance at Monza, which is a kind of somewhat similar similarish track. track. Yeah. So um, yeah, and I expect to be completely wrong apart from the Max one on Monday. <laughs> yeah, I mean Max is a free hit, but the other two, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I'm going Hamilton. I think that that floor is a lot bigger of an upgrade than people seem to expect. Cool, but um, yeah, but it's it's always a good race, Mexico. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I've got a couple more questions for you. Obviously, um, Yuki scored points last week, um, Yuki! but Daniel didn't. Mm-hmm. So now that we've had a week of... Um, Daniel had damage to his car. You do know that. Right? He did have a little yeah. bit of damage, yes. But now that yeah. Daniel's back, he's had a race to get back into the swing of things. Yep. Do you see Daniel scoring points this weekend? I do see him scoring points, but I don't see him beating Yuki. Ooh, okay. Yeah. That's I an, don't think so. That's an interesting one. Yeah. And obviously we, we talked about it a little bit before, but Logan Sargent obviously has his first point. I did say points yeah. because, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he has his first point in Formula 1, first points, whatever. Um, but do you think that... Well, that well, well, hold on, off, hold on. No, no, no. Now that you're talking about it, mm. do you want to talk about what you posted on the story about Sergio cutting that corner? Yes, I would like <laughs> to. So if you're not following us on Instagram, which you should be, to be completely honest, um, then you may have seen that I posted uh, this story, essentially, that Sergio Perez is on board at turn six. Every single lap at turn six um, shows that he cut the corner 26 times. 26 times he cut that corner, uh, meaning all four wheels off the track, right? Um, Which would mean that he would have 75 seconds worth of time penalties. So... He would be then all the way down to 11th, and Logan would have 9th. So it would have um, been points. So do you want to... So it would have been points, uh, like bigger points for Logan. Um, yeah. I don't know who would have been promoted to P10 then. Would that have been Daniel? Albon. No. Albon, that was... No, Albon was P10 already, so yeah. he's now P9, and Logan is P10. But so if Sergio gets booted all the way down to P11, who was P11 in the race anyway? Because they no, get Yuki, so we had Yuki, Alex, and oh, Logan. yeah, Yuki was Yuki. Yuki was ten, and he went up two, and then Alex went. Hold up on two, a minute, I'm gonna have to. Gonna Logan have to went up. So yes, yeah, so it was whoever was behind Logan. Yeah, now, that's, Lance, what, that's what I'm Lance, asking. Yeah, Lance was ahead. Fernando retired. Oh, Hulkenberg. Hulkenberg. Oh, Hulkenberg. Ah. So um, Perez would be booted down from fourth all the way to eleventh, and then Hulkenberg would would take tenth position. Ah oh, man, Haas would like those points. Yeah, they or would. Point, sorry, um, I'll, I would like to circle back to Haas as well because we can talk about that. Um, there's actually a rumor about Haas at the moment, or well, about Nico, um, but I don't think that anything will come of Sergio cutting the corner. To be completely honest. I mean, um, it's a bit late now. It's but it too be late, I think. But... Interesting to know how they didn't pick that up. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know how they didn't pick that up. But none of the other teams picked it up as well. Because if, let's say, for example, Charles had been disqualified and Lewis hadn't, right? Again, mm-hmm. let's just pick on Charles because we can. Um, but so let's say if he got disqualified, only um, Alex would have got points. 
But obviously, if Williams had been watching on boards, they should have flagged that Sergio had been off so many times and should have given him a time penalty and blah, 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 blah. So I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how long the right of review is. Yeah, there is a bit of time for the right of review. I yeah. believe. It must have been expired. I believe it's like 24 hours. But I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. Should we Google that? I'll let you Google that. Um, and we'll circle back around to this topic. But while you do that, I'm going to very quickly chat about Nico Hulkenberg. Because apparently um, Audi would like to have him for 2025. That makes sense. Yeah. So apparently Audi want him for 2025. Um, meaning, especially as a German driver, it does make sense. Let's be honest. Um, yeah. for a German manufacturer to have a German driver, let's be honest, Nico, Nico is not a terrible driver whatsoever. Um, so it would be good to have his experience and his expertise to help launch Audi as a brand for sure. Um, yeah. and so he's a solid driver as well. It, exactly. Yeah. yeah. He's solid. Yeah. He's very good quality performances. Brilliant. But if he were to leave, obviously that would free up one of the half seats that would open the door for somebody and to, to come full circle. That would open the door for somebody who this weekend is testing uh, or uh, taking part of the free practice session for Haas this weekend, and that is Ollie Behrman. Because if you think about it, if you're Ollie Behrman, you're going into the 2024 season in F2. This is your second season. He did very well in F2 so far. Obviously, there's the the last race in Abu Dhabi. Um, But he has that one race left, and he would have completed his first season. And I believe he did pretty well. Um, I can't remember what position it is. I think it's like fourth or something. And he is he's one of the youngest, I think he's the youngest race winner in F2 history or something like that. So, but if he were to stay in F2 for a year, that would be up until the end of 24. 2025, Nico Hülkenberg goes to Audi, opens up the seat for Behrman immediately. And trust me, Oli Behrman is a bit special. Who do you think would partner Hülkenberg if he did go there? I don't know. And do you think they'll keep K-Mag at Haas? I don't know. So that's the other thing as well, is that Kevin Magnussen is, he's not exactly young. He's 31. So like he's getting but to the you, end of his you career. Want, you want that older experienced person if you're bringing in a rookie. That's the thing. But by that point, if you're potentially kicking, I, I'll be honest with you, if you're Audi and you've got Joe Guangyu and you've got Valtteri Bottas, right? You're going to kick out Joe. But Valtteri's 34. He's going to be 35 by the time that Alpha then take over. So I don't know. I feel like maybe Haas could even have Valtteri. Who knows? That's the thing. Like, who would you rather have in a team? Kevin Magnussen or Valtteri Bottas? Bottas. Exactly. So this is my thing. Like, I think that although we have the, um, the contracts and stuff wrapped up for next year, the year after is going to be particularly interesting um, because we have quite a few exciting rookies coming up. We have um, Frederick Vesti, we have Jack Doohan, we have um, Oliver Behrman. Um, oh, who's the other one as well? Um, oh, God, hold on. F2. Uh, there's one whose name I'm forgetting. I'm really sorry to whoever it is, but I'm just waiting for it to for it to load. Uh, Theo Pocher, that's who I couldn't remember. Um, but, like, these are all... Pretty excited. Oh, Oliver Behrman is sixth in the championship, by the way. Um, but so this is what I'm talking about. Like he, we have like four or five very exciting drivers coming through, but there are only twenty seats. So 
it's it's going to get difficult for sure. Which fun is why, which fun, is why FIA, Liberty Media, we need 12 fucking teams. Opens up four more yeah. seats. The end of uh, next season where loads of driver contracts are up is going to be the best silly season we've ever had. End of next season is going to be wild. Because not only are the drivers trying to keep their options open for the regulation and engine changes <laughs> coming up in 25, 26, but... They're also trying, the teams are also trying to keep their options open as well. Yeah, no, that's true. Because they want to say, hey, if someone's contract's expiring yep. or expired, yep. we would like to have dibs on said driver. So, yeah, it's going to be a real buyer's and seller's market. <laughs> there is also a, another rumor going around that um, Christian, after Japan, pulled Lando aside and offered to buy him out of his McLaren contract. Yeah, I've heard rumours about this. But, and I've uh, heard that from a reputable source that that is true. Um, yeah, I, I read about that today, and but he, I wouldn't do it. And Lando ultimately turned it down. Yeah, It was Lando's right decision, decision, but Red Bull were ready to pull the trigger, apparently. Yeah, I mean, from a, a Red Bull and marketing perspective, Lando's a great driver to have. Yeah, but if yeah. I'm Lando and going up against Max and that Red Bull... Just, I don't think it's worth it. No, especially because McLaren are again the commentators keep saying it, but McLaren are resurgent this year. This is arguably the best McLaren year of the entire turbo hybrid era. Think about it. Name a better season other than the win that they had in Monza, obviously a couple of years ago with Daniel. But I mean, outside of that, this is the best year McLaren have had in the turbo hybrid era. Yeah. The Alonso years were very painful. Yes. Um, yeah, I wasn't around for those, so I'm very glad I wasn't. Um, but, <laughs> but I think that that just goes to show that how much confidence that Lando actually has in McLaren. Um, yep. And it seems like a recurring thing that people keep on trying to nab Lando. Um, but if I'm Christian, uh, Christian seems to be a little bit obsessed with Lando, if I'm completely honest. Um, and I kind of don't blame him because Lando is fantastic. Um, but I mean, how long will these offers keep coming for Lando until Christian turns around and goes, "You know what? Actually, I'm. Uh, I've I've spoken to to Ginger Spice, and she she actually thinks Charles is going to be a better position for for Red Bull. So we're going to stop speaking to Lando now, and then the door closes on Lando. I don't know. I'm just asking that question." Um, if if you're good enough, you'll always have the opportunities. And maybe the door might close at Red Bull, but it will probably open up at a Ferrari or a Mercedes yeah. or whatever if there's another top team. So. I mean, imagine if Lewis retires and then Mercedes bring in Lando and they have Lando and George yeah, as their exactly. driver pairing. That would be That's a ridiculous driver pairing. When you put that on paper, that's ridiculous. Yeah, so if I'm Lando... I'm not too worried as long as I continue to perform. It's when you stop performing, then, a la Sergio, that's when things get a bit difficult if you're trying to look to move to another team. Very, but, um, very true. Would you like to... So, this is from a Formula 1 article. Do you want to guess how long the right of review is? I want to say, like, 24 hours. It's like one, isn't it? It's going to be like one. Higher. Oh, it's longer than 24 hours. Yeah. Oh, okay. So are we still in the right of review? That'll give me a clue. Yes. Ooh, okay. 
Um, I'm going to say like, so it's going to be something really odd, like 21 days. 14 days. 14 days. Okay, so yeah. if I'm... All right, this is a direct message to <laughs> uh, James Valls. James, I'm looking directly in the camera right at you, James. Hello. Hi. Um, I applied for a job at Williams a few months ago. I got a first round interview and I never heard anything back. So if you could follow that up, that'd be much appreciated. But no, that's a genuine story, by the way. Um, but <laughs> uh, please use your little write a review and get Logan points in Formula One, please. And Alex. And, and Alex. Alex, even more points. And Nico. And get Nico a point. Although Wait, I get ne- Gunter on board as well. You're, yeah, Gun- Gunter. Hi, Gunter. I've never applied for a job at your Formula One team, but if you have one, I'd be more than happy to apply for it. Hi. Um, yeah, also, right review. Gunter, please. Like, what are these guys playing at? Like, surely... Like, let's be honest. These drivers and social media managers for Formula One teams and stuff like that, they're clued in on social media. Somebody, somewhere, will have picked it up. Um, let's see. Because it's it, to be fair to Sergio, and I, and I'll play devil's advocate. If it was once or twice, or maybe even three times, I don't think so. But the fact that he did it twenty six, uh, uh, reported twenty six times, twenty six times, some, is, somebody is has to pull that out. Someone, please, that, anyone. That I don't is, care who they are. Please, that is a bit much. Do you know what I should do? I should message my friend who works for Hass. Ah, I should message him and say, by the way, I don't know how you could do it, but please try and get this right of reviewed. (laughs) I'll message him. I'll actually message him today. Uh, I'll message him once we finish recording and I'll I'll report back. Let us know how it goes. I'll report back because it's a point for Nico Hulkenberg. So like, like, this is what I'm saying. Like there's, there's some, honestly, if I, if, if I message him as well, I'll do my research and I'll figure out like where, um, uh, like what laps they would have been, so that he can report it to whoever. I'll do my homework, yeah, um, to double check that it was twenty six times, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, but I'm sure that F1 Twitter would have done that already. Um, but I mean, well, I'll check it because that's a point for Hass, and then I would have contributed to Hass's. <laughs> Points hall. Imagine if that. that if that doesn't get you a job at Haas, I don't know what will. Uh, tre- chief. Uh, I'm trying to think of like a really odd title, like chief. Not um, like rule breaking verification. No. Chief snitch. Chief, chief snitch. I'll take that. I don't <laughs> care honestly. Chief snitch. Snitches get jobs. <laughs> Snitches get stitches. <laughs> Sergio, Sergio, you're going to need bodyguards because those Mexican fans are going to come for no, you. No, 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 no. Mexico loved me. I introduced the podcast in Spanish. <laughs> in awful, broken Spanish. Um, oh, yeah, gosh. Spanish is uh, is not my strong suit at all. Neither is English, to be completely honest. But, you know. So, yeah. Um, should we wrap it up? Yeah. We've been talking um, for quite a while, let's, actually. Let's do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for the record, if there was a Danish Grand Prix, I could introduce the podcast in Danish. <laughs> but there isn't, because Denmark's bloody tiny. Um, yeah. Let's still do it. Just... I'll do it next week. 
for Mexico. Do it. <laughs> do it. For Mexico. Or if we do it, if we do it in the winter break, you can just imagine there was a Danish Grand Prix. Yes, that could yeah. be an episode. We design the Danish Grand Prix. <laughs> <laughs> we like, like we said earlier, we'll steal stuff from the other tracks. Honestly, the, yeah, we'll we'll do Danish that. Grand Prix, and then we'll plonk it in the middle of Yuland. If you're Danish, <laughs> you'll understand where that is. We'll plonk it in the middle of Yuland, and we'll just build the track. We'll we'll demolish um, Colling because nobody likes Colling. Um, and we'll we'll just chuck a Formula One track there. Done. And then if you don't call it the Danish Grand Prix, but if you do like a D and then an apostrophe, so it's like the Danish Grand Prix, and then like my name is technically the name of a Grand Prix. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, let's do that. Let's uh, yeah, let's write that down. Everyone's a winner, baby. That's for sure. <laughs> cool. Yeah, let's wrap it up there then, I guess. Cool, not, cool, cool. There's cool. not that much else to talk about. No, um, it's just a normal race weekend. Thank God for that. Friday practice, Saturday quali, Sunday race. Oh, God, yeah, the, that's a good point. Yeah, no, The race no is at 7.30 for you, 6.30 for me. Yeah. Um, and whatever time it is in your time zone. So I think those on the East Coast and obviously Mexico, Brazil, will be able to watch it at a normal time. Yes. Um, and then those probably towards you know, the Middle East, Asia, Pacific, Japan, Australia would be unfortunately one of those races where it's at uh, stupid o'clock for you guys. Mm. But, but obviously we do have one more sprint race left this season in Brazil. True that. True Just that. as a reminder that we have to go through that hell again. Well, not hell, but snooze fest. Yeah, yeah, but you never know. You never know. It'll be nice to see some like proper action in a sprint race if like people crash and stuff. Actually, no, I don't think that would be think good. About what you just said. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't mean like crash, crash, but it'd be wow, like you know, just, just some like, first lap incidents or something. You know, something that brings out a safety car. Let's just say that. Something sure. That brings out a safety car. Yeah. So, but yeah, thank you very much for listening. Um, do follow us on the socials. We've crossed the four-figure barrier, which is nice. We have. Woo. Yeah. Expect, expect plenty of memes post the uh, oh, way more. Mexico Grand Prix. Way and, more. Yeah, Gunther or James Val, if you're listening, we've given you all the evidence. You know I, I should um, just send them a link of this podcast just <laughs> on LinkedIn. And the story, our Instagram profile. Yeah, the Instagram's real. Yeah. Oh. I'll uh oh, do, you, oh, should we, do you know what we should do? We should do like a like a um like an appeal, like a like an Instagram video type thing of, <laughs> and just be like, hello, like a public message type thing. Oh like one of those things where like, you know, the, there's no clean water. Yeah, like a water aid type <laughs> thing. It's just like <laughs> This is an appeal to those. Just by giving two pound a month. For just know, one like appeal, that. you, Gunther Steiner, can give a hungry Nico Hulkenberg, the points he needs in Formula One. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Done. Which, Easy. Done and dusted. But yeah, thank you very much for listening. Um, and have a good race weekend. And we'll speak to you next week. Enjoy. Cheers, everyone.